Proverbs. So let me give you a, a, just a verse out of Proverbs. Um, today's the 17th, so out of chapter 17, I picked verse 6. Here's one about kids. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Sounds like it's about fathers, but here's what that scripture is saying. When that word crown there, it's the actual same word that they would use. Um, it was an award given to someone in a public game, just kind of like the Olympics. You might see the wreath or a medal. So they're basically saying that children are to their father or to their parents, just like an award, winning the gold medal in the Olympics. It's a big deal. It's what a blessing to have kids. But then it goes on, it says, and the glory of children is their father. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, me to my kids, although I hope to be glory to my kids. But what it's saying is that children who grow up with a good family name with a good family reputation, are blessed by that. So that's today's, um, today's proverb. You know, um, I, I, as we talk about kids and what's, what's here, I want you to know who Crossroads Church is if you're a guest. The, the core values as a church that we believe in here, um, there are five of them. There are two in particular that we absolutely honor, um, we believe in. If we, we honor the Word of God. We believe this is inspired by God. The, the Bible, and, and so we honor that. Second thing we want to do here is we honor worship. We believe God is deserving our adoration and our praise, and so we worship him. And th- number three, we value every person, every single person, especially little people, children. We especially value them. We value families. A fa- family could be a family of one. It could be a family of a grandparent and a child. It could be a blended family. It can be a family with 2.3 kids and a sheepdog and a station wagon, but a family. We value families. And then uh, the, the fifth primary core value is that we value relationship. We really believe that the Lord wants us to have relationship with each other, and that's partly what's going on today after church. We're valuing kids. We're valuing families. We're valuing um, our core values. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a passage in the, Old Test- in the New Testament where Jesus was, was explaining um, to some people his heart about marriage. And right after that passage, um, in Mark chapter 10, here's what it says, starting in verse 13. Some people were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them. But the disciples reprimanded those who brought them. When Jesus saw this, he became furious. Now, some translations of the Bible have the word displeased, okay? The, the literal word there, liter, the, the, the literal translation of the word in the scripture there is greatly afflicted. That's not displeased. He's furious. Jesus is really, really upset. And he, and he told them, he's talking now to the, his disciples, his staff, okay? Let the little children come to me and stop keeping them away. This is not him saying, hey, hey, guys, it's okay. It's okay if the kids come up here. Let them come up. That is not what happens there. Jesus is furious. He says, hey, 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 stop it. You let let those kids get up. He's upset. You get the difference there. This is not this nice, smooth PR deal. He's upset with his own staff. This is him talking to his own church staff, right? Hey, don't ever do that again. These kids are important to me. Don't get in the way. That's what he's saying here. For the kingdom of God belongs to people like these. Verse 15, truly I tell you, whoever doesn't receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never get into it all. Now, I hope I didn't burst your bubble about Jesus because he was a man of passion. 
And he did things that took heart. He really did. And he felt strongly about children. He really, really did. Then he picked them up in his arms, and catch what it says, laid his hands on them and tenderly blessed them. Wow. That's how he feels about me. I might be a grown man over 30-ish, whatever that means. But I know the Lord feels tender about me like I do by watching these kids jump up and down and <laughs> doing what they did. The Lord, I, just, I just felt tenderly about all these little kids up here. And I know that's how the Lord looks at me and you. He looks at you tenderly. There was um, this Jewish tradition where parents would, if there was this notable rabbi in town, they would take their child to that notable teacher, that master teacher, and, and, and want him to bless their child and to pray over them and lay his hands on them and do, do it. It was, it was also really common for, for, for parents in their own village to take their children to their local synagogue. We'll call it a synagogue. And all of the elders there would lay hands on and pray over the child. So it's like, you know, one would hold on to him and pray over him and hand him and the next one would hold on and pray him. I mean, it was a big deal. Kind of, we do something similar to that here when we dedicate children. When we, as a family, say, okay, a family's come and they've said, we, we really want to raise our children, but we really want to do this God's way. As a church, can we pray about this child together? And we do that. If you ever want to dedicate your children, call us up and we'll put it on the deal. It's a, it's, we want to do that. So it was kind of common. And, and and here's what's going on. The, the, the Lord's disciples get in the way of that. And they start barking at these parents. <laughs> oh, They apparently felt that the master, that Jesus' time was too valuable for these little kids. <laughs> what a mistake they made. I mean, and Jesus in turn gets after them for their attitude. I mean, they meant well, but they were so off base. And, I, you know, I mean, okay, I get it. We, we love, and our kids are in the service today, and they're, they're always in our services for worship, and then they have fun they're doing other things. But, you know, kids can be noisy in church, right? They can be. They, they, they do things that, you know, that sometimes they cause problems. They, they, they have to have a special program, and, you know, they can't do sometimes what we do as adults. And, you know, they don't ever put any money or very much in the offering. I mean, things like, I mean, you know, I mean, you can take a look at kids and go, I just don't know about that. But still, children are not a curse. They're not a curse. They're not a burden. They're a blessing. Scripture tells us that. In Psalm 127, it says, children are a gift from the Lord. They're a real blessing. We're blessed to have these little ones around here, and I'm glad the kids are with us today. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it, it, God has an absolutely special place in his heart. There's a scripture that's kind of scary. It tells us how much God loves his kids and how, how important it is. In, in Luke 17, too, catch this. It says, It would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your... A millstone was a great big rock flat on one side. They'd put two of them together, and using animals, they'd make them spin, and they'd put grain in the center, and the weight of the upper rock on the lower rock was so heavy, it would crush the grain and make flour. So we're talking, a, I don't know, 1,000 pounds or 2,000 pounds, or I don't know, a lot of weight. Scripture says you'd be better off to tie that onto a necklace, put it in, in, on your neck, and jump into the Marianas Trench, you know, however many miles deep that is. In the, you'd be better to do that in the Pacific Ocean 
Then to, here's what it says. Then to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. Man, God just is basically saying, don't mess with my kids. Do not mess with children. And, um, you know, I take that so seriously because it's easy to lead them astray. It's also easy to not lead them righteously. And both of those are the same thing in the Lord's eyes. So how does God expect us to lead our children? This short message, three quick ways, and and we're going to have baptisms coming up, and then we're going to go have hot dogs. That's a great thing. God's idea. His word, baptisms, and food. That's a perfect combination. So I'm going to give you three quick ways. And now this, this, this scene here that's going on shows us that these parents cared enough about the spiritual condition of their children to lead them to Jesus. So the first thing that God expects us to do is to lead our children to Jesus. All through Scripture you see this. It's in the Old Testament. Uh, believers are challenged by God to do that. You can see it. I'm not going to put the scripture up. It's Deuteronomy 6, 1, 1 if you want to look it up. Um, but the New Testament it says, the thing, says it as well. Ephesians 6, verse 4 says this, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instructions that come from the Lord. Parents really ought to do everything in their power to teach their children the gospel. It means things like you know, bringing them to church on a consistent basis, you know, to give them the opportunity to be at Sunday school and, and VBS. It means praying for them, praying with them. It means opening up the Bible with them at home. It means being open with them about your own faith, helping them see that you live, parents, a consistent life as a believer and, and teaching them that that there is nothing in this world more important than Jesus Christ or what he's about. That's what parents need to do. And, and for sure, Sunday school teachers need to share um, the truth and the gospel with kids. And VBS needs to do this, that. And, and this pulpit is going to share the gospel. But when it comes down to it, the primary responsibility to share Jesus with our children rests on mom and dad. It stops. It really starts there. There's there's some practical reasons. There was a Gallup survey. You've probably heard of Gallup Gallup polls. There was a Gallup survey around 2011. It said of people who came to um, to know and open their heart to Christ, 19 out of 20 had done that by the time they were 25. 95% received the Lord by the time they're 25. At, at age 25, your odds drop down to, of opening your heart to the Lord drop down to one in 10,000. That's a, that, and that's still better at 25. At age 35, it drops down to 1 in 50,000. 45, 1 in 200,000. 55, 1 in 300,000. 75, 1 in 700,000. Kids, that's our opportunity is when they're children. And when those parents brought their children to Jesus, they were showing their children that they saw something special about Jesus. We're going here because Jesus is special, kids, and we're going to go there. And, and, and our believers, in, in today, today, believers have the responsibility of modeling our faith in Jesus. We just have to do that for children so that, that's, that their generation can see that he is worth knowing. They will, they will learn that from us, that, God, that Jesus is worth knowing. If my faith, you know, as a parent or as, a, as an adult doesn't change me, if it doesn't cause me to be a better person, 
Our kids can see that. They pick up on that kind of stuff. They really do. If I, I can talk about my faith, you know, but if I don't live it out, if it doesn't translate you know, into a changed life, kids see it. They don't know the word hypocrisy, but they know it when they see it. They wouldn't use the word, but they can see it. So number one, lead them to Jesus. Second thing is we're responsible to educate our children about the things of God. We educate them about the things of God. Teach them to pray at an early age. We, we, we make, make the Bible a really big part of daily life. We, we bring them to Sunday school. We talked about that. Um, you involve them in church activities, youth group, VBS. They're more important than soccer. They just are. They're just, you know, soccer's going to come and go. They love it and they like it, but soccer will come and go. Eternity is a long time. They need to know God as early as they can. Expose them to everything of a godly nature that you can. And here's the absolute best thing that a mature believer can do to teach children about God. Be in love with Jesus yourself. Pursue him in a relationship yourself. And it's not our duty to, um, to save kids, but it is our responsibility to expose them to the word of God. Here's what Paul said. He was talking to Timothy um, in 2 Timothy. We're just about done here. Um, 2 Timothy 3, verse 15, it says, From childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. From childhood, the Scriptures gets, gets into children's hearts and souls. And I, I've known people that felt like they could just rest and coast on this topic because kids are young and they're innocent and... I just think it's a mistake, parents, to assume that they don't need to be saved. I mean, children grow up, grow up too quickly in our culture. They just grow up so quickly. They need to know about Jesus and tell them about Jesus from the first day they're born and then watch the Lord save them at an early age. God expects us to lead them to Jesus, to educate our children. And number three, God expects us, 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 to have faith like children have faith like children. This whole matter of kids coming to Jesus um, is used by God to illustrate the way that all believers have to come to him. Mark 10, 15, he says, truly I tell you, whoever doesn't receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never get into it at all. Whoever doesn't come to, to the kingdom like a little child will never even get into it. He's talking about special characteristics that separate children from adults. I think a lot of people hear that and they think, well, I have to just be blindly obedient and not use my intellect. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. Scripture doesn't teach that. If you want intellectual, if you want intellectual reasons, there's plenty of men here. That's a, that's a teaching for another time. But there's something about the faith of a child that's required. There's something about, you know, children are trusting. They're dependent. They're, they're without doubt. They're so trusting, we have to teach them. Don't talk to strangers because they will. We have to teach them. It's sad that we have to teach them that. And they're so dependent, they just, they just rest in the ability that someone else is going to have breakfast for them. Someone else will have clothes for them. Someone else, they'll be clean. They're just very, very dependent. These qualities, by the way, translate into adults and their trust in the Lord. And they just don't have any doubt. They, they, they don't have doubts that they're loved by family. They, they, just, they just simply accept these profound things by faith. They just believe. And those are the requirements for any person to come to God. Just the same. 
for any person, regardless of their age, they have to come to a place where, like a little child, they just simply look to Jesus and they believe that he will do the things he said he would do and keep the promises that he made. It's just simply, he was so good and so righteous and so powerful and he did these miracles and he defeated the grave. He's going to keep his promises too. He's not going to make promises and then leave me in the dust. I, I think um, sometimes people think that God doesn't care about us and it's so, the opposite is so true. You should never think for an instant that God doesn't care about you. He, he loves you. And he will not turn you away when you come to him. He just won't. No matter where your life path has led, no matter what you have done, no matter how lonesome you might feel or how insignificant maybe you feel, Jesus Christ will save you and he'll change your life and your eternity forever. He cares about you. He cares about your condition. And he'll take the time to touch your life if you'll come to him by faith. Regardless whether you're saved or lost, whether you're young or old, Jesus cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about you. I think um, there are probably some young children and some grown-up children. Hearing these words today, and down in your soul, you realize that you want to have right relationship with the creator of of the heavens and the earth. And you need to understand that that's available to you today. Not joining some church. That's not what this is about. This is about recognizing that you are a created being. And the one who created you loves you and has a plan for your eternity that you cannot accomplish on your own. If you're capable of raising yourself from the dead, if you're capable of creating an eternity to live in, more power to you. That was cynical. I shouldn't be cynical. Pastors are supposed to be nice but it's direct. It's direct. You can't save yourself. Every one of us falls short. Every one of us needs what only God can provide, and that's a way of salvation. And I think, although this message has been about children, it's not for children alone. It's if your life has gotten complicated because of adult things, and you need some help from God today, you can get that help today. If, um, if sin has crept into a relationship or it's hindering your walk with God, he can forgive that today. If you come to him, you're going to find that his grace will be sufficient for you. And as simple as that is, if there are needs in your life, you can come to Jesus just like little children did a couple thousand years ago and you can find the help that you need. And that's my invitation to you today. I encourage you, if you've never opened your heart to the Lord before, that you just do it. Just say, okay, I, I want to know the God of the Bible, and I want to know eternity, and I want to know heaven. I open my heart to the only one who can take me there, and that's Jesus Christ. Don't tell me what well, you can tell me, but tell somebody. I'm going to pray over you now, and then um, um, I, need, I think we're going to get some instructions about what's next. We're going to do baptisms next, which will be fairly cool (laughs) pretty big deal and then we have a picnic after some worship so um, would you just agree with me in prayer Lord Jesus God we can get things kind of out of order sometimes where we we feel like our responsibilities and our grown up adult things that we got to take care of 
are, are so important. And yeah, they are important, but there are issues of eternity at stake. And Lord, thank you for loving your disciples enough to correct them and loving us enough, Lord, to, to, um, to lead us as well. God, I want to pray for our hearts to be more childlike today, now than they were before we got here, whatever that means. And thank you, God, for your loving hearts for us. In Jesus' name, 